Hello, everybody. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Drama, Drama Fiends. Fiends. I'm Juliana. And I'm Fiona. And we're the Drama Fiends. Yes, we are. And we are fiending over something like really cool today. Mm-hmm. We have a really special episode in store for you. Yes. Um, so we recently saw Titanic. An amazing and, yeah. musical off-Broadway. There are almost no words to describe Titanic. There really are almost no words, but I think we will try in this episode. Yeah, we're going to try. <laughs> <laughs> and our very special guest will try today. Yes. Yeah, so we are interviewing Desiree Rodriguez, mm-hmm. who plays the unsinkable Molly Brown in Titanic. An icon, an a icon. legend. Um, so we're going to get into that. She's going to be joining us in a little mm-hmm. bit. So we're just going to chat for a little first. <laughs> And then stick around for our interview. Yeah. So we're going to start off our episode as we usually do. I can't say always because sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't. But today we're going to start off with a little fiend of the week. Juliana, what are you fiending for this week? Um, This week I'm fiending for Greek mythology. Ooh. A classic. Mm-hmm. Um, like truly a classic. A truly a classic. <laughs> and it's because I've been reading Circe, the book. Mm-hmm. which is by the same author who wrote Song of Achilles, um, which are some popular books there. I've already read the Song of Achilles and I really like Circe. I'm almost done. Um, but I just like think it's so cool how the stories could be so relevant still. Like mm-hmm. that's just so cool to me. And to think about how people have been telling them for literally ages. Um, and, I don't know. I just think it's really fun. And I'm on like a kick of like modern retellings of like classic stories, but like not in a cheesy way, only in a way that I deem. (laughs) Okay. So you like shifted your eyes a bit (laughs) because when you said that and Juliet, I was going to say, what are you thinking of? (laughs) No, that's actually really true. And Juliet, but I do like, I think it's also cool. Like for like young people too to get into stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, like classics that way well i feel like every like few years or every generation books or movies and things like that come out like i don't know in cycles like right now it's like song of achilles is really big yeah and, um i mean when we were in middle school it was percy jackson yeah so i mean that's still popular with young kids like yeah no i'm sure that, it is but it's like but yeah but i don't that, know stays relevant yeah it really does and i i don't know i just think it's like cool how stories like could have that staying mm-hmm. power and it's yeah. like I'm like getting into like Greek theater again. I'm Ooh. like, oh, I want to like do like Antigone. Wow. Want to like be in it, <laughs> like, <laughs> or like I want to like adapt it. I want to like write it, mm. like write it. We should put that on at fifty four below. Yeah, we should. <laughs> but I just think it's cool. So it is cool, and I like Cersei. She's a she slays. I need to read it. It's really good. You should read Song of Achilles too. Mm. I know. I have to. So. Yeah, that's my fiend of the week right now. That's a solid fiend of the week. Yeah. What about you? Oh my gosh. Well, this week has been a little um, mentally challenging <laughs> for me. Um, so my fiend of the week is conquering your fears. A really, a really solid choice. We need to be fiending for that more often. Yeah. Or at least I have I, to be fiending for too. that more often. Um. So. I quit my job today. <laughs> um, 
I just wasn't happy Woo! there. Woo, yay. Um, it took me like, it took a lot out of me to do that. <laughs> but it needed to be done. I just wasn't happy. Um, I need to move on to bigger and better things. Something that I really am passionate about. And I don't know, something that Some I'm a lot more interested in. Yeah, uh, I'm going on a journey of self-discovery um, in about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> After my two weeks notice is up, <laughs> I will be embarking on a journey of self-discovery. But I was really anxious, really like nervous to quit because that's really scary. Um, I don't know. It's hard to yeah. do something like that. I think that's hard for anybody to quit their job. Well, maybe not everybody, but... No, I think so. It's... It's scary. And then also, it's like the fear of the unknown, you know? It's but true. It went really well. Um, and I was really, like, anxious almost for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> as as that anxiety usually I know. goes. Um, but yeah, so I'm really proud of myself. And we all have to do things that make us uncomfortable. And that's, that's how we true. grow. It's true. And now you're embarking into yeah. the unknown oh yeah as queen also as good, i was just gonna say <laughs> which is very exciting it is exciting and um i don't know i guess i'll keep you guys updated on that i don't know i really that's yeah, all i have to say this is really little, step one we're gonna follow fiona's little journey of self-discovery <laughs> yeah. here. we can all learn something from i know it. i mean yeah so i face my fears and i'm proud of myself and i need to do that more often good I think that's I a know. really solid one. I think yeah. we all could do that. Yeah. I, I love it. I was thinking like maybe I should start making TikToks like of my journey yeah. of self-discovery. I think I think you should. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'll be inspiring to someone. I think I think <laughs> it will be good. Yeah. So that was my week. <laughs> that's kind of a big one. That is a big one. That's like my most loaded um, fiend of the week. I feel like usually it's like, well, at first, I wrote down on our, on our little outline. I was like, matcha. I was like, Fiona, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Be a little real and transparent with you guys. I mean, we are always transparent. We are. And we're but, always real. But yeah, we don't usually disclose like much personal information <laughs> no, on it's here. It's kind of good. Like, to sh- I don't know. Matcha, would I would have respected you for choosing matcha <laughs> as well. But yeah. I'm glad you chose a, a Aww, real personal one. Thanks. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Juliana's been so supportive of me. <laughs> she sent me the cutest little Coraline picture today. Stop. It was like a, I don't know, like a little picture with yeah, it was a like little, a little oh. illustration of Coraline with a quote from the book mm-hmm. Coraline, where she says, um, like when you're when you're really afraid of something but you still do it, that's bravery. That's brave. Yeah. That's that's brave. She's such a like crying. <laughs> like waiting for my boss to come so well, i could quit i just like i i think i want a little tattoo of Coraline oh, or something so because cute. i feel like she's like a little queen and like i always think of that quote that like really touched me when you sent that to me today i sent it to my dad and my mom <laughs> <laughs> i was like i need to be Coraline with crying Aww. eyes and I was, okay? She's such a cutie. <laughs> I channeled I'm her, glad, that I'm queen glad that today. It inspired you. It did. It really did inspire me. So I appreciate it. She tells a whole little story in the book, not to go on such a tangent <laughs> yeah, here. But like she tells, Coraline in the book tells a little story about when she was little and her dad used to take her to this like meadow. And then one day he they were being attacked by bees and he protected her and like ran into the bees. And then 
he dropped his glasses and left them there. And the next day he had to go back to get his glasses, even though he knew there were bees there. And she was like, it wasn't brave that he protected me because he just like that was something he just like had to do. And he knew he had no other choice. But it was brave that he went back the next day to go get his glasses because he knew they were there and he had the choice and he still chose to go back. And then she's like, when you're really afraid of something. Be still do it like and you know it's going to be scary that's brave oh my god not when you have like no choice in yeah. the moment but like when you know that it's going to be scary and like you have like the choice to not do it yeah but it's like something that you need to do for mm-hmm. you yeah also fiending for putting yourself first <laughs> yeah <laughs> also fiending for um Coraline, my girl and yeah. like children like like there's just like honestly fiending for stories (laughs) love a good story that inspires you know yeah no i feel that we love to be inspired yeah and to inspire yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's our main goal here is to inspire all of you wow okay (laughs) you don't Coraline is a girl that has grit oh my god coraline's got grit for real she definitely has grit in the spirit of being transparent, we didn't really prepare any news, but maybe we could just like... Just like have a chat? Have a little chat. Oh, I know something I could chat about. What? So I saw a Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is news. Yeah, this is news. So, yeah, we don't know how to say her last name, um, but we, everyone like kind of knows who she is, I think. I say it a little differently every time just because one of them must be right. No, I feel <laughs> that. Um, so Maude Apatow Ap- yeah. is playing... Audrey. Audrey in Little Shop of Horrors. And I actually saw it last Wednesday. Not that that means anything to any of you because I don't know when you're listening <laughs> no. to this. Um, but it I was saw, like the day after her opening night. Yeah, right? so I saw her second performance. And crickets. It, yeah, crickets. Like the show itself is great. Yeah, I've seen the show yeah. too. I saw it with. Um, with Skylar Aston. And it was actually the understudy for Audrey. Really? But she was good. Mm-hmm. But the product like the production itself yeah, is the, so it's good. So good. I love it. It was like everybody was really, really, really great and amazing. Yeah. Except for Maude. She What the heck? I don't know. Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer. You're our friend of the pod, but what are you doing? I know. I feel like he's been really questionable lately. He has been. And he's like stunt casting these nepotism babies. No, like I think someone's paying him off. I think he's getting paid off. He must be. Lovely girl. Nothing wrong with her. And like Like, she's very, uh, there's a few things I've seen her in that I like her in. We're euphoria haters. So we are. So we're not going to say that. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. (laughs) But like that show Hollywood did you oh, watch? yeah she was so good in that i forgot she was in that i know me i too. always forget that but i liked that show i loved that show i like blocked it out of my memory because that was like april of 2020 and i don't yeah. know what was going on then. i know but um yeah she just like wasn't right for the part again like she just was miscast it's in my so opinion bizarre and she's too young she's way too young you know we way too young. we're not afraid to be a little ageist <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no it's true though it it's true. not ageism it's just that like she shouldn't be that young she's like a young sprightly young thing when Maude plays there but a she's sprightly not sprightly young thing <laughs> <laughs> no it's in true in my Shakespeare era I'm in my classics era so 
I had to say that. Yeah. I like that. I want to start saying that <laughs> all the time. I want somebody to call me a sprightly young thing. I feel like no one would ever call me that. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like that on the inside. But one day I'll look back and I'll say, wow. Oh, I was, I was such, such a sprightly, sprightly young thing <laughs> at that age. You will, honestly. I know. Because I always look back and think that. Anyway. <laughs> Maude. Yeah, so she's way too young for the part. She like sang in her head voice like half the time, which she somebody went else the, that needs grit. Audrey she went needs to the grit. Beanie. Oh yeah. And she doesn't, and Maude has no grit. No, she None. went to the Beanie Feldstein school of singing. No, she really did. Like she was singing in her head voice the whole time. And she literally not to like rip this girl apart, but like she was really <laughs> pitchy and it like, it really seemed like she wasn't, um, like comfortable enough yeah in the role like how we have talked about beanie in the past where she was like kind of thinking yeah of like maybe what's coming next yeah, yeah, the show. yeah um but yeah i don't know just like it was very she just wasn't right for the part very sure she wasn't um and also like to cast her after lena hall like yeah, is mind-boggling i cannot believe how different that is and there's nothing wrong with like you know changing it up like no a little bit different but it just like did not make any no. sense at and all. lena hall is amazing oh my god she's i incredible. really wish i saw her Me too i wish i saw her i love her no i really 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 wish i saw her yeah and also like in suddenly seymour she like belted like one note and everyone's like ah well, yeah and i'm like it's giving beanie it's the bare minimum it's giving when people were cheering for beanie for doing the bare minimum no, literally i'm sorry no, it was given that. And I feel bad. Like, we don't want to come on here and just, like, you know, talk smack. But we are theater critics at the end of the day. I know. So it's a kind of our job. It is our job, even though we don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone is out there that wants to change that for us, no. we, you can e- email us. Um, in two weeks, business I'm, inquiries. I'm not going to have a job. So it would be <laughs> yeah. nice if this could be my job. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I don't know. She just wasn't right for the part. No. You need to have grit to be Audrey. You need you to be really a belt do. queen. And she just wasn't you belt really queen. You really do. Um, I have some news I'm questioning about. I mean, I'm questioning our listeners because I don't know what the hell's going on. Wait, what? <laughs> what's the deal with like the 54 below drama? No like, why idea. are people on TikTok saying 54 below gate? Like, I don't know. I kind of like got it a gist but then i was like this can't possibly be all the controversy that people are blowing up and like i don't know so why are people mad i do you know have you gathered i think people are mad because like somebody was like 54 below just like lets influencers do shows because they have a lot of followers okay that makes sense though they want money yeah. And those people are going to draw in money. Like, that's just the way it is. I know. I just, like, don't really understand what the whole thing is. And then 54 Below made a TikTok being like, anybody can submit an idea for a show. I know. I, saw, I, I know. said, I I said like, that to Juliana. I know. I was like, I, I think we should submit. We should. So, anyway, if some one of our listeners can, like, let us know what the real deal is with the 54 Below, 54 Below gate. Also, <laughs> it's like, we don't need to call everything gate. I know only, it was funny at first like it added a little flavor but like now it's it was, tired it's also only funny if it's like something that really is that monumental like like Coochie Gate like Coochie Gate was like really like 
because that was a monumental moment in history. Like, I feel like this 54 below thing is not. I like genuinely can't like imagine anything associated with 54 below in general <laughs> having like, <laughs> I don't know, to be a gate. No, like, I it's feel not like that it's, serious. It's not that serious. It's not as serious as Leah Michelle just showing Jonathan Groff her vagina. That's no. for sure. So that's my question for the culture. I'm trying to think if there's any more news. There, there definitely, definitely is. is. We're just like, we just didn't prepare because. Well, because we have this exciting yeah, interview. So anyway, <laughs> let's just move on to talk a little bit about Titanic yes. before we welcome Desiree, mm-hmm. who we're so excited to have. Yes. Um, but basically Titanic is a parody mm-hmm. of Titanic, the movie set to music by Celine Dion and Celine Dion is in fact a character. Yes, it's it follows Celine Dion's retelling of her personal experience <laughs> yeah. on the Titanic because she was on the Titanic with in, Jack and Rose. With Jack and Rose in this parody musical. Yeah. And it's like it starts with her being like they're like at a Titanic museum. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, actually, I was there. (laughs) It's so funny. And then it's like, what if Celine Dion was on the Titanic? And she kind of like tells the story totally wrong. Like, I think that's the whole point. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like the whole thing. It's like, it's the Titanic is going to take a pit stop in Fire Island. (laughs) Like, there's all this stuff. It's so funny. If you have the chance to see Titanic, you have to go. It was one of my favorite, like, nights in the theater. Same ever like it was so you just like never know what's gonna happen next it's genuinely so funny like i've never seen one of those parody musicals like the office or like stranger sings it's or whatever because it's things we don't care about yeah like, why would we go see the i office? know like we we haven't seen that and like maybe they're funny but like to me i was always like Ugh, a parody yeah, musical same. like come up with something new and then we saw this and it's just like a different vibe i don't know i feel like this isn't really like being branded as a parody musical though. not like, really i genuinely like did not different. even know what the heck to expect like, i know going into it but also um i think though so that it's, it's written by two actors who are actually in it like mm-hmm. um the celine, celine and jack and jack mm-hmm. um and they also wrote or at least jack wrote that cruel intentions musical, oh yeah which i never saw but i heard it was also like it was set to like 90s pop oh too. i didn't i didn't see that and i heard that was really fun too but i don't know how similar to Titan- titanic it was but it was genuinely like first of all the whole cast was like really funny and good mm-hmm. um there was just so many like little funny things that like you were like wtf and then it would happen <laughs> and then you like as you were laughing and it was catching up to you, like something completely yeah. out of left field started happening again. Like they were going to Fire Island. Yeah. <laughs> or like... No, you could not predict what was going to happen no. next the entire time. One of my favorite things was that they... Like they gave... Everybody was like called... So, like it was like Jack and Rose. And then like yeah. they called... They called... um, Tho- It's Thomas Andrews is like mm-hmm. the character and like the real historical person. But he's played by Victor Garber in the movie. Yeah. And they just like called him Victor, Victor Garber. Garber. <laughs> They're like, and then Victor Garber came to it dinner. so funny. Like, and the music was so fun. It was like mm-hmm. all Celine Dion songs. So it's like, it's like what you expect. Like, 
the best songs you've ever heard. And it was such like a low key environment. Like we honestly, I love a rowdy crowd. Yeah. I love when people get rowdy. I know. I think it's fun. There was like a ton of middle aged women like drunk off their asses. <laughs> yeah, it was like a bachelor. No, I wasn't even a bachelor no, party. They like were older. Women. They were like, it was like a birthday probably. <laughs> drunk, like swaying singing people oh getting God. up to get drinks like oh, in the middle yeah. of the show and it, it just it ended it was with, a time and a half it ended with the sing-along of my heart will go on which yeah. was it had to end that way because that's what i wanted to do the whole time was just like sing that i know and i love when they're like bring out your phones bring out your cameras like <laughs> yeah to film. yeah i do love that no it was fun it was like not i don't know it was just like it was a not a stuffy time. night at the theater no like, it was like Chicago. it was <laughs> I also saw Chicago recently. It's like dragging all these. Other, like we have to just like drag like another show into this. Like we can't just we can't just say we loved Titanic know, without like, also my mom, dragging. My another mom would show. say comparison is the thief of all joy. But we just continue <laughs> it's to true, compare. But we do. Um, but no, it was super fun. So we're so excited mm-hmm. to have Desiree. She was yeah. so incredible. Yeah. Um. She had some of like our like some standout moments in the show that I'm excited to talk about mm-hmm. with her. So our guest today, like we said, um, is Desiree Rodriguez, who plays the unsinkable Molly mm-hmm. Brown in Titanic, uh, currently running at the Daryl Roth Theater off Broadway. So hello, Desiree. Hello, drama fiend. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Um, so like we start with all of our guests, we just wanted to ask you what your fiend credentials are. Why why do you think you are a fiend? I am a fiend because I am a very admitted person that when I become obsessed with something, like if it's a piece of music or if it's a show, I will watch or listen or enjoy things on repeat. So that includes any of the following. Um, Gilmore Girls, The Office Friends, I have watched these things on repeat because it's my dishwashing, you know, things. Uh, My uh, caffeine addiction, I'm a fiend for that. Not coffee, very specific uh, obsession of a certain tea. Um, Mm, What tea? Okay, so <laughs> uh, I used to work for a loose leaf tea company called David's Tea. And- oh, I remember David's Tea. Oh, yeah. Okay, so y'all, I don't even need to, you know, no. tell you why the obsession is so real. And I worked for them, so I had access to all the tea that I wanted. I've never liked coffee, but I found out about this uh, tea called Yerba Mate and oh. a, a tea called Guayusa, which is South American teas that basically, these are the basis for what they put in energy drinks and then i proceeded i have a very high tolerance for caffeine so i would make my own concoctions to keep myself bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and (laughs) i have since found um i couldn't i didn't make enough money to contribute to my tea habit so i found (laughs) an already made yerba mate this brand called guayaki that a director of mine uh got me into and one can has 150 milligrams of caffeine Oh. oh my gosh on a two chill day you best believe i'm drinking two of them oh, yeah. I, think I, I, need to- I know i need that for work I, know, I, love, I love tea but i actually i've never gotten into like i've never tried the yerba mate but i me neither i mean if you if you can tolerate there like when i tell you my tolerance is high like when i've given it to other people they're like i feel like my heart is palpitating i'm like oh I'm yeah right. then we, we might not do well with that or, you know, sip, yeah. it, sip it slowly they have they have yeah of it but um yeah uh and then in terms of like 
musical theater. I mean, mm -hmm. currently, I have no shame in admitting it. Six is on repeat. Oh, yeah. I drive from Jersey on Saturdays. I drive from Jersey to the show. Mm -hmm. um, so, and the shows on Saturdays are at nine o'clock. So, I'm getting oh, home yeah. very late. So, I need to be awake. And you best believe all versions of Six, West End, Broadway, tours, any even the boot like i will be <laughs> on repeat not pretending to be any of the queens like i'm just i need to like listen to it and have it in my mm -hmm. ears at all times because it's just so good it's, it's so good so good like every queen every queen <laughs> doesn't matter they're all so ridiculously talented and amazing and they they lit i'm gonna sound so ironic but like they literally give me life i'm gonna sound <laughs> no I, I've seen it. I saw it twice in London, actually, and then I saw it here. And then I was—we were talking about it after. Mm -hmm. and I, I said, like, I—I I, there's no other way to describe it. Like, I just like love seeing some like queen slay. Like, <laughs> like sorry, like, truly, like, sorry, not sorry. Like, and 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 it's, it's, so like, it's just like that's what she said. You can use so many of these in just regular conversation yeah. mm -hmm. and those True. Who know, no and those who mm -hmm. don't it's like oh okay <laughs> it's true yeah so, so what is that your fiend of the week too like is that what you're currently fiending for or do you have something different mm -hmm. that's your oh uh i think the fiend of the week because it's an everyday thing it, it would probably be the yerba mate that's my fiend. Oh, okay that's, a good, that's a good one in order to function sunday to saturday I have to have at least one can. So I, right. I know now I need I to try, no try it. We, we, we tend to, we drink a lot of caffeine. Yeah. To get the heart. We got like all of this, we get all of the side effects, yeah, so but like, it doesn't stop us though. No, As it shouldn't because <laughs> if it, if it helps you be the <laughs> wonderful being that you need yeah. and not the dragon person yes. that you don't want to be. Go off. That's true. That's great advice. That is good advice. <laughs> um, okay, so getting into Titanic a little bit, mm -hmm. we have a lot to say. Um, we tried to just before you came on, we did a little intro. We recorded just about uh, our us going to see it. Um, mm -hmm. We tried to describe it a little bit. We think we did like a very basic job, but we're just like curious. It's hard to kind of capture the essence of this show mm -hmm. because it's so. It's so different. It's so different. It's so good. Like, I feel like I can't describe to people what it's like to sit in the, that audience. But we were just wondering, if is there a way that you would describe it to other people? Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. okay go for it. I would describe it as a Celine Dion fever dream with what you would hope to experience if you had the option to, like, choose your own adventure for Titanic, <laughs> combine that with a Celine Dion fever dream. And then she has just inserted herself into everything. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that really sums it up really well. <laughs> Without doing any crazy spoilers, that's yeah, no what you're walking into. And also when I tell people about the show and, and all that, I'm just like fully come, come fully expectant to just, get in touch with your inner 12 year old in terms of your sense of humor oh yeah mm -hmm. oh yeah all of us from our top creative team to anyone that has just joined the ship of dreams <laughs> we all have that like you have to have that 12 year old <laughs> sense of humor yeah mm -hmm. it's, 
literally a constant of it's it's a constant uh bombardment of that type of silliness yeah yeah it really is and it's also like stuff that we're gonna get into this more with another question but stuff that like we were obsessed with too at that mm-hmm. age which other people in my life that I've talked to that have seen it too say the same thing like they go and it just like really brings you back yeah. to, like, that inner 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 tween hysterical because like thinking back to like when the movie came out i was in junior high i was 12 13 years old when oh my gosh so like all of the references even if we make it super topical for the day from what's going on now Mm because um as you guys got to witness uh when you came to see and anybody who has come to see it when certain improvs happen or people drop certain Mm -hmm. little zingers in there we try to we try to be you know with the current stuff yeah Mm -hmm. there's also just like throwbacks in there that you just if you were you know uh old enough to appreciate those things when at the time like you're like oh my goodness they did not oh yes they went there (laughs) crying i'm literally crying nothing brings me more joy that when i literally see people like clutching their chest or like slapping their friend next to that one yeah. perfect stranger yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they, did they just they just did that oh oh and i'm like yeah oh you mm-hmm. we're, only, we're only 20 minutes in friends yeah. oh yeah no yeah that was one i know we were like grabbing each yeah. other for dear life yeah. like, like did that really just it's like what keeps going yeah yeah it's a whirlwind in the best way possible dream is a really good way to describe i think i even like turned to fiona at one point i was like am i on another planet no like (laughs) when i i i actually wasn't part of the original cast that started in the asylum back Mm -hmm. uh, last may in the company Mm -hmm. um at the end of october Okay. It was a very fast and furious rehearsal process because I was replacing someone. And whenever you're replacing uh, an already, you know, working machine of a show, uh, you kind of just have to jump in, ask as many questions as you can, but you can't think too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in comedy, it it's it sounds like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but like it's very technical, whilst also like you can't think about it too hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, when <laughs> I, you know, my first week of doing shows, there were things that I was just like, okay, I know what I have to do. And, but there were things that I had like just heard for the first time. And I'm literally in the middle of the show crying backstage yeah. and, and laughter because I'm like, holy crap, did that, how did I not know that this was <laughs> for the first couple of weeks? I was just like, you know, people who have heard the jokes a bajillion times, you know, you might just not register. Right. I'm like, Yes, I'm part of this cast, but I am still listening to it as an audience member. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and, and like maybe even sometimes having to be like, "Can you explain that reference? I didn't, I didn't even know. <laughs> I never knew you said it that way." Yeah. <laughs> so many, mm-hmm. so many. Yeah, I can't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So one thing that me and Juliana fiended for at a very young age was titanic the movie and titanic the actual moment in history um so what is your history with the actual moment in history or the movie um like were you a titanic kid yes and it's so funny that you said you were both obsessed with the movie and the actual Mm -hmm. because when titanic the phenomenon of the movie came out right Mm -hmm. just like everybody else i begged my parents uh 
Can we go to the movie theater? They're like, of course. We always love to do that. Saw it and was just like, holy moly cannoli, this is amazing. And then, of course, going to school the next week and everybody talking about how they'd seen it like multiple times. And I'm begging my parents. I'm like, can we go see it again? They're like, no, <laughs> yeah. we, we saw it already. But I, but I got to see it again. They're like, no. Wait for it. Wait for it to. I'm gonna date myself. Wait for it to come out on video, and then. <laughs> um. So, uh, you know, got my my parents got us the double cassette tape. Yeah, I have that too. Yes, everybody who knows knows. Came with a double cassette tape. Yeah. It was such an epic movie. Like mm-hmm. literally, you know, it, the first cassette ends on a crazy, awesome cliffhanger, and then yeah. you know, the second half is the whole thing. But then on top of that. Um, I really became obsessed with the historical event of just like, okay, what actually happened? And uh, I'm going to repeat myself, dating myself. Back when we were in uh, junior high, right? I don't know if you guys remember like those book, the the, the book fairs or like the book. Yeah, scholastic yeah. book fairs. So, yes, where you would get that really flimsy order <laughs> yes, uh, yes. form, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I begged my mom to get this um I forgot the name of the book but it was like the night the Titanic sank and it was a it was a book that talked described all the events I had the roster of every yes, person that I, was on I there think I know what you're talking about I read that yes it, literally <laughs> talked it, about, it talked about everything that went down from first class to crew to third yes. and I mean I would I was I was such a book I'm I still am such a bookworm where mm-hmm. I would literally be reading and then cross-referencing like which yeah. who was this person and oh was molly brown a real person and oh, mm-hmm. was Jack a real person was rose a real person yeah and, you know being disappointed that only like three people in the movie were actually basically yeah on- i was <laughs> so like heartbroken as a kid like when i was really young yeah, when i yeah. found that out i was like well, oh my god you know, there was a jack Dawson, mm-hmm. but not the Jack Dawson. There was someone named, named that mm-hmm. that was on the that was actually yeah, on Titanic. It Obviously, it wasn't Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> Did he make it, or was I he? Don't... No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I have to look into that. We'll have to fact check. So, but... <laughs> so yeah, no. So like I and then you know back in this was 25 years ago like you couldn't just youtube things or like netflix a documentary so like Mm -hmm. if i ever heard on tv that a documentary is going to come up i was like i i gotta tape this i gotta watch it because i i was i was literally fiending uh, (laughs) yeah all things titanic and then we were able to get on video watched it on repeat Mm -hmm. oh yeah and uh, obsessed with kate winslet everything Everything about her in that movie was perfection. Yep. Every curl tendril to the tip of her beautifully designed shoes. Yes. Obsessed with everything. I I was actually just telling somebody today, um, because we were talking about Greek mythology. And I said that when I was in middle school, I had to we had a project to like draw what we thought the Greek gods and goddesses looked like. And I remember for Aphrodite, I literally based her off of Kate. Oh, my God. 100%. I the most beautiful woman alive. That is <laughs> so was. cute. And then I was like even more fascinated. Like and then I was also obsessed with like behind the scenes making. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah same. Every every, you know, um, available version of that that I could find mm-hmm. finding out because I, I didn't realize this in the movie that Rose is only supposed to be like 17 years old and I'm like oh I know it doesn't really come across <laughs> yeah as a middle schooler you think anybody who's an adult is like yeah an adult, and then you're yeah. like oh wait they're only like 17 and I know mind crazy yeah no her and Leo both like uh, I just like the both of them like love love them. love it was it, and then you know anybody who loves rom- you know romantic movies I mean talk about 
something that set the standard. Oh, yeah. In, oh, yeah. in <laughs> general, either of like truly modern classics and modern classic uh, uh, protagonists, like it's Jack, like people say Jack and Rose. They know who you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Even if you've only seen the movie once, like it's in the modern vernacular now. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So yes, very much, very much obsessed. What just like going because you play John Singable Molly Brown, an iconic character mm -hmm. by the amazing Kathy Bates, who I was also I I was <laughs> I love like when she gives Jack her her son, her son oh. like in the movie. Like how does it feel to play such an iconic, like amazing woman? Like I love she's so, yes, and I'm she's real. One hundred percent, yeah. And and to be also that she was played by, you know, iconic actor of our time now. Mm -hmm. um, I real transparency fully uh, intimidated by it because oh. I heard about the show mm -hmm. Titanic because uh, Constantine Rizzuli, who's one who plays Jack and is mm -hmm. one of the creators. I've known him for years since we were oh. young. he was in high school oh. and I was in college like oh. long time and actually our original Ro uh, Ruth who's uh, Rose's mom mm -hmm. originally played by another dear friend of mine Ryan Duncan so I'd been seeing all over my Instagram right. them posting about Titanic and uh, all that craziness and then when I got the audition I initially just thought it was like oh opportunity to play with my friends cool 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 tight mm -hmm. tight tight and um then when i got the sides and what they were asking me to sing i was like oh okay wait a second you want me to play molly brown and then you want me to sing one of the craziest Celine Dion songs ever okay <laughs> <laughs> and you know i mean those who uh, so just a little bit of a spoiler molly brown gets the i think it's very i can say this humbly i get the 11 o'clock number yeah mm -hmm. i get to sing all by myself not going to tell you which context want to come see the show <laughs> um, and for those who know the song all by myself it's not the abc's <laughs> no it's not <laughs> so you know it's it's she's she was she was a lot and then you know in the room then after i did that they asked me to sing tell him uh as a they're like hey do you know the song tell him i'm like of course i do <laughs> obsessed with celine dion always have been <laughs> and uh then they give me the music they're like here go come back and sing that with us i was like oh and then you know kind of happened immediately that i because they needed to kind of replace immediately mm -hmm. and i luckily uh, was lucky enough to be cast. And then when I realized what they were asking us to do, what we were they asking us to sing, uh, I was a little intimidated. I'll be 100% honest. Um, and then, you know, Molly Brown, right? She's had musicals written about her. She has yes. yeah. icon in the musical Titanic, mm -hmm. uh, the Broadway, the old Broadway. Yeah. She has her own musical, The Unsingle Mo <laughs> Molly Brown. And then Kathy Bates played her like, you know you just want to do it justice but also i think it's safe to say our <laughs> our retelling is you know loosely loose <laughs> things yeah. i i by no means will ever put myself on the same plane as kathy bates or pretend to ever try to pretend to be her um and that was actually something my director told us from told me from the beginning of just like you know don't even try to do the twang because we want to even yes, we are silly and we're doing a lot of crazy jokes and all that fun stuff. 
there is still heart. I think that's I think yeah. that's what sets our show apart. Yes. Pretty much 95% of the show is joke, 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 joke. But the 5% that isn't is truly honest, heartfelt. And I think that's what people connect mm-hmm. with and they don't expect to. Mm-hmm. You know? Silliness is right off the bat. And then all of a sudden, when we have these honest moments, these down to earth moments, these grounded moments, all of a sudden you're like, I'm moved by this. Mm-hmm. I did not expect this. And there are times when we're doing my heart will go on and I'm look and we're right there with the audience. And I'm seeing people legitimately in tears, not laughing tears, but yeah, like yeah. connecting with it, whether they're connecting with the song or connecting with that moment in the movie or their memory of it. It's yeah. in a way we kind of sucker punch them. <laughs> a little bit emotionally um so that was one of the things my director always to this day still reminds me to just find the heart find the groundedness and my own natural connection with it um so and being the motherly character of the of the piece um so that's kind of how I've gone about it and continue to kind of find my way with it yeah well I think I mean even if you're not Kathy Bates, you're doing your own thing and it's amazing. Like it's so good. Definitely all the times that, that you were singing those, you know, amazing numbers. Those were moments when we were looking at each other. Oh yeah. I was like, you know, grabbing on each other. (laughs) Thank you. We really loved it. We definitely will be going again. But I also, I feel like those moments, uh, like even at the end, I love that it ends in that sing-along, like Mm -hmm. everybody's singing along to my heart will go on because it re- there is something really moving. I think it it's something that for some reason, like we just heard the music start to play in the beginning of the show. We're like tearing up. We're already tearing up. Like mm-hmm. we, and it it strikes a chord. It like does. it really does. And I I mean, I think I can say this without even if people might think it's exaggerating, but like we I'm really working in the presence of like genius people. Definitely. Our- our music supervisor arranger nicholas i mean the arrangements that he i mean first of all you can't have people who aren't obsessed and love this music of celine dion and if if they if the love wasn't there it wouldn't work simply so true so the fact is from the dots on the page and the ridiculously beautiful arrangements we have that are also been able to transform into a story, like an actual story. It's not, it's not, we are not your typical jukebox. I, no, I not at we're all. We're not a jukebox musical. No. Like people think, yes. Not we're at all. Beyond music and yes, we're taking, you know, the Titanic movie plot line, but that's it. That's yeah. in terms of what we create night after night, like it is truly its own, uh, it operates on its own plane. And the things that have been able we've they've been able to create and that we have the privilege of being able to sing and play and just be ridiculous fools each night it's it's awe i'm i'm always in awe of just like how Mm -hmm. did you marla mendel who is another of the co-creator and she plays Mm -hmm. Celine. i'm Mm -hmm. constant awe of how her brain works Mm -hmm. she is so like literally watching it happen in the moment i i don't i'm sure you guys got to experience a lot of the stuff she does these quirks and these little isms that she does during the show sometimes it's literally like in the moment i'm like yeah. how does her brain up <laughs> and that's smart like yeah. that it, it just it comes out of nowhere and you're just like marley you are 
a genius. You're an actual genius. You're an it, evil, evil, brilliant, beautiful genius. Yeah. <laughs> I, there were some things that she said that we were actually wondering if it's something she changes, like like changes every night, or like how. Well, I guess you've kind of touched on it, though. Like <laughs> you really, you really keep yeah, like, you keep the show fresh. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah. There are definite there. So uh, there is a point in the show where uh, Celine says, "I forgot about this part in the story, so I'm going to improv this thing." Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It is an actual improv every night. It is a true improv every night. And the thing that I love about going to work, it doesn't matter how exhausted any of us are, um, you know, what kind of week we've had or whatever. We make it a personal point, all of us at some point, to see how we can make each other laugh mm-hmm. great just even if it's a stupid little giggle mm-hmm. the amount of times i have been an unprofessional actor and broken <laughs> all i'm on stage i it literally happened like five times this weekend just this past week <laughs> yeah. I broke. oh my gosh like, you i couldn't even pretend to hide it like you just saw my shoulders just shaking because i was cracking up and we it's like we literally try to make it a point like how how sometimes it's take it a step further be like how can I mess with this person just because mm-hmm. uh, we're all 12 years old um, <laughs> or just you know somebody came up with something and they're like I'm gonna try this out and you know we're if, if we're making each other crack up backstage or literally just being like go off that was that was amazing you know it happens nightly truly happens nightly that's amazing I love to see that like honestly yeah. I love when people break because I don't know it's just like it like chips like a a piece of like you know the fourth wall yeah, it, it does feel like as the audience like you're really yeah like you're a part you like we're on the titanic with us. Yeah. like don't, that's what don't it feels think, like yes we might have a proscenium uh beautifully proscenium designed set mm-hmm. but that's that's the only wall that exists in terms of what you see because everyone in the audience from the front row whose knees are touching the stage to the back row of the daryl roth you guys are 100% in the show with us. Like the amount of times the the actual breaking of the fourth wall happens. I mm-hmm. do it often. Obviously, Selena yeah. the entire show. Yeah. Uh, you guys are in there with us. And, you know, if you don't like audience participation, <laughs> might not be for you. <laughs> this might not be for you. <laughs> we love audience participation. Oh, yeah. When there's one part when you guys were like, I guess in the aisles, we're like, okay. we were kind of, we were not too close. We were like kind of closer to the back. We're like, come up here. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. we want to join. We'll we'll go up. <laughs> but yeah, that that part of it is, and it it just, I mean, I'm sure even parts of it that are not improvised, like it just feels so like ne- like the chemistry that you guys all have mm-hmm. together, like it really feels so natural. And I think that's part of what makes it feel like as the audience, like I really feel like I was along on this journey with you. I didn't feel like I was sitting there watching mm-hmm. the show. Like I felt like it was this real experience and it was really great. Yeah. I think right from, from the beginning, um, one of the things I remember uh, our director, Ty telling us um, and telling me of just like from the beginning, the top of the show, it's a it's a full blown invitation. It I know you know people who are coming in who don't know what they're walking into. Our first are kind of just like, what is happening? I thought I knew what, <laughs> yeah. what this was, but from the beginning, as soon as Celine is on stage, she has truly extended her hand to be like, shall we go for it? 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Shall we go for it? She literally actually mm-hmm. invited to be like, come on this journey with us. It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be kooky crazy. And yes, oh, yeah. that was like one of our fave lines. <laughs> keep saying that. We're like we're feeling a little kooky crazy today. All the time. The amount of times a day each each of us say kooky crazy, <laughs> talking about something that has nothing to do with the show. Endless. Endless. Sure. It's just so so silly. It is. Really. <laughs> Um, okay so besides your own role mm -hmm. is there do you have like a dream role in the show that you would love to play if you weren't the unsinkable Molly Brown yes we've I've I've (laughs) we have a running we have a running thing about it if I had another role to play although I don't know if I could ever do it justice the way he does I'd want to play the ice the uh semen and the Mm -hmm. ice yeah i don't want to i again i don't want to do spoilers no that's okay i'd want to play the iceberg yes that seems like a very fun role (laughs) yes that's another thing that really comes out of left field and you're like what What? am i did i miss something no it's great of course this is happening Mm -hmm. yes oh god i never would have thought of it but Mm -hmm. i remember (laughs) when i first got to watch the show as an audience member literally i i audibly was like oh no yeah. no I, I actually audibly screamed at like no they didn't they did not just do this so yeah. <laughs> just friends know that the iceberg is a full-blown character in our show and i yes. don't spoil it again because mm-hmm. that's, that's truly part of the fun um but yeah i've i've uh aviance uh hoyles who plays the semen and iceberg has also said that he would want to play molly brown and we joke all the time to be like, oh my gosh and i where we're gonna we're gonna switch parts right you should just go for it gonna switch wigs, <laughs> then switch costumes um so we're doing that right? uh, <laughs> that would be fun i yeah <laughs> let us know if that's happening yeah, yeah, a total what what the like um uh backward backwards casting or yeah whatever. broadway <laughs> backwards broadway backwards mm-hmm. titanic backwards um be which, I mean, the, way, the way our show is cast absolutely we could totally yeah it, does, it does not matter uh, the type of person that you are, you, I think anybody at any point could play any role they wanted, but yeah. I think it's so be fun to play those two because th- th- uh, that, that track, because yes. it brings me joy truly every day. So yeah. Right. Yeah, that would be the one I'd want to tackle. I just had like a moment. I was like, oh my gosh, you get to do this every day. Even though I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like Titanic every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I know. I <laughs> it's it's fun it's it's like a dream mm-hmm. it, it it really it really is the ship it, of it, dreams baby it is <laughs> when the when where it came to me in just the point of life that the stage of life that i was in like you know to to be honest like it was exactly what i needed and when i found out that i was able to come with the cast to the daryl roth like i was in shock because i thought i was just kind of coming into you know, do a last bit replacement when Asylum was done. Cause I didn't actually mm-hmm. know when I signed on, I didn't know about the, none of us knew about the Daryl Roth. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. I just thought I was like, oh, coming in to replace, finish this uh, last little bit out. And then, you know, kind of fun, hang out with some, get to play with some of my friends, sing mm-hmm. some songs and then go on my merry way. No idea when I signed on for this in October that I'd be, it'd be February and I'd still be getting to do this in a gorgeous theater with a gorgeous, ridiculous cast of characters. <laughs> um, so I was 
incredibly honored that they're like, yeah, you you want to come with us? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's oh, incredible. Well, we have some like rant, like some favorite parts. We wanted to ask if you had a favorite part to perform and to and to. Mm-hmm. Watch. I feel like as the audience, we we had there were a lot of like random small moments, and we went with the two of us and another friend, and we mm-hmm. all had like small things that each just of us like picked up yeah that stood out to us mm-hmm. like the Patty Lapone part. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, Patty. That was like the first one of the first things that I think but that happens like in the show. And I or like it happens early on in the show. And I was like, okay, so this is what's going on now. I was like, I was like, okay, so now I understand like where I am and what's gonna be happening for the next hour. (laughs) Like random I I think one of the funniest things ever is that like the way that everyone's characters referred to and how he's just Victor Garber like just he's just an no, actor it's so like it's just like, even though it doesn't actually make any sense because <laughs> I, I, anybody who has come to see the show between May and now has seen probably five different people play Victor Garber at any uh-huh. point from mm-hmm. Frankie Grande who originated it right. to any one of our amazing covers and then currently Rosé who's playing it now mm-hmm. um and then every other replacement, it, like there's literally, and 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 they are all beautiful, beautifully, wonderfully different people, and and then you hear like Victor Garber, and you're just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that's him. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that's absolutely Victor Garber. We're not we're not trying to pretend that it's any. Yeah, yep, that's Victor Garber. <laughs> that was so funny. The whole time, like it was so good. Same, same. <laughs> Uh, in terms of my favorite number, I mean, how can I not? I mean, I my two numbers that I get to sing in the show, uh, all by myself, mm-hmm. all by myself. Uh, <laughs> like it's it's an embarrassment of riches that I've been gifted that moment in the show, and I get to have that moment in the show. Um, so good. It, it it's like every every actor dreams of having that moment in any show. Like if they dream about being on stage, like I get that moment. Mm-hmm. I not love it it also brings me an incredible amount of anxiety depending on how i'm feeling physically that day. that's fair <laughs> um, and then i also get the wonderful incredible show-stopping moment with celine and rose i get to sing tell him as a trio of badass women together yes. mm-hmm. and it brings me no small amount of joy that when we go into our beautiful triple harmony at the point in at the, the the vocal peak and the fact that people are literally like screaming their faces off because they're like yeah like giving giving us our yes queen yes. um <laughs> i'm like who get, who gets to do this we do like those are the, to perform those are my two favorite close second is um to love you more specifically mm. the moment we all come out and then we if you guys know the song uh, to love you more by mm-hmm. Celine Dion. She mm-hmm. has this beautiful musical moment where she has this like I'll be, and there's this beautiful like pause, yes. and then it's like epic, full, and it never fails. It doesn't even matter if we've had a quiet matinee crowd. As soon as we hit that moment in the show, and then all come in on the waiting, people lose their <laughs> minds. I- I'm shocked at how people lose their minds, and I'm like, 
oh y'all didn't expect okay cool i love <laughs> i love it i love it so that's those those are my those are my two favorite moments to perform in the show mm. all um, great moments yeah in terms of to watch oh gosh um because i literally have a favorite moment of every person in the mm -hmm. show uh i have to say cal has his own 11 o'clock number as well mm -hmm. um, uh seduce he has his seduces me part two situation <laughs> and every guy who has played cal has is just a rudely beautiful singer like it's rude it's rude what these people can what these guys can do in terms of what the, the vocal calisthenics currently he is being played by uh uh mark evans and he every every show every show has this held out crazy high sustained note and he's just center stage in this beautiful he's, he's an absolutely beautiful man and <laughs> every show every show it's perfect he hits it perfectly and i'm literally either down in the dressing room or backstage and just being like he just he just did that he did that and it makes me gag every time and i'm like and, and he comes off you know not even like broke broken a sweat and i'm like that was rude <laughs> I, I don't appreciate being gagged gooped and gagged the way you just did that <laughs> gooped and gagged <laughs> every show it boggles my mind i love listening to it watching uh i think ruth ruth has uh played by uh russell uh he he has a we'll call it ruth's turn a ruth's turn <laughs> monologue situation yeah. that i don't know how he does it i really truly don't know how he physically vocally does what he does every night and it never ceases to make me collapse in giggles. <laughs> Hyster hysterical, like just literally sitting there. I'm like, I, I hate you. I hate you. For <laughs> I think those are those are probably my my top two favorite things to hear or, or and or watch if I'm if I'm near the monitor to be able to watch it. Yeah, I mean, those are all great moments. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no. As much as you guys are tickled in the audience, we're the same way. Literally just like silently whispering like no they did not <laughs> go ahead go ahead do it <laughs> oh that's so fun i know um what? The last? um yeah i guess we'll we'll kind of start to like wrap up mm -hmm. um but i mean this has been amazing but i know <laughs> um i guess we'll do um is there so i mean obviously there are so many amazing Celine songs in this the two that you sang obviously are amazing tell him I have to say I was like in middle school for some reason that was my jam <laughs> and you know if for those who know we're let's go deep cut right that album mm -hmm. uh let's talk about love right it had it did have an accompanying uh see she calls it a dvd in the um in the show but let's be real it was a companion cd-rom that you could watch on your computer <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> and it had the music video of yeah. abra i'm familiar <laughs> the music video and it trans it transformed all of us let's oh absolutely absolutely i yes. and you're like live you're really living the dream mm -hmm. i would like 
pretend to sing that like in my 54 below like yeah we all do it it's like dream karaoke song and you get to do it for a living you do it with yourself with that song i oh when they gave me that song they're like do you know the song i was like do i know this song you know how many times i do it with myself in my room yes it's true Yes, I absolutely do. I know, and I couldn't choose which one I wanted to be, so I would have like I just you just have to do both. Come yeah, on, we have to do both. Um, <laughs> but is there are there any Celine songs that are not in the show that you wish were in the show, or that like maybe if there was like Titanic two, Titanic two? <laughs> no, my Wait. my ultimate my ultimate Celine song favorite is is all it's all coming back to me now. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a classic. It's a classic. It's it's an epic. It's mm-hmm. an epic. I mean, it that is. music video was epic. That arrangement oh. is epic. Absolutely. Like, the music video is like a film. Yeah, it, it is. It, it 100 <laughs> featured film. <laughs> I I believe there is a a uh, urban legend that it was at some point in the initial stages of oh. was, but you know they had a you have a ginormous catalog to choose from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it very very sadly did not make the final cut. But it was it was tossed about to be you know because obviously Celine is talking about. You know, I was on Titanic, so let me talk about my story. So it's all coming back to me, kind of. Oh, the theme, yeah, though, but is. unfortunately, you know, there's so many songs to choose so from. Many. So you know, it's yeah. kind of like a Sophie's choice of like, what are we gonna use, what are we not? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's all coming back to me. Is I mean, I doesn't matter yeah. where I am. That song comes on. Oh yeah, oh. You, you all do it. Oh, of course, I, I scream it in my car once a week at least. <laughs> And I don't care how like straight laced of a person you are, how like dry, like you get in, you're like, people will join. People will join. <laughs> it's <Okay>. true. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think something too that's really interesting. I you were kind we kind of started talking about this before, but I feel like people who are really big fans of an artist don't always love to like you know see like or listen to covers or different versions mm. but i everybody i know who's seen this show and myself and us both included love celine but like love this sh- like mm-hmm. the way that you it's like the arrangements the way that they fit in the story it just like works so well it's not like you know because it's not like you're getting up there and you're like like and trying to make it exactly like the way that we know it um there's something so fresh with like you said before the arrangements Mm -hmm. um they just really bring something new to these songs that we know so well i think i think the gift of that is the fact is celine dion is a character in our show right yes no all that to say we already have somebody who is celine so the rest of us who are singing these songs don't have to try to be celine that's true. That is true. Celine. So Celine is doing the Celine thing. So that immediately alleviates the responsibility mm-hmm. or the pressure to be like, oh, I got it. This is this is one of her most iconic songs. Therefore, I have to sound like her. Nope, we don't. Celine's mm-hmm. doing the Celine thing. So therefore, you've been assigned this song. Go ahead. And I again, the gift of our uh, music uh, supervisor, arranger, extraordinaire, Nicholas Connell, he literally gives us that gift and freedom to be like, this is this is what's on the page but like do you feel you want to sing something else you want to add your own little uh diddly to it by all <laughs> means go ahead and make it your own mm-hmm. the, the woman uh kathy uh Deech, who sang who beautifully played molly before me uh sang and did tell him and all by myself she sings she has a completely different voice and character and uh tone to her voice and I have a completely different tone from her. And we both have very, very different Mollies, but both are like, 
amazingly fierce. And mm-hmm. everyone who gets who has their own um, songs in the show get to make it truly gets to make it their own. Mm-hmm. Everyone that has come to play in on our on our ship, you know, gets to um, find their voice, their throat <laughs> uh, with this music, you know. Um, and that's that's a gift that not every show that's current that's like uh, running currently like as a uh, long running show uh, not a, many get to do that mm-hmm. um, and we're very uh, very lucky that we get to find our own versions of it while still one hundred percent you know uh, holding on to the integrity of sure. you know the original arrangement and. Um, you know, obviously our ensemble numbers have their their parts and stuff written and set, but like for the solo stuff, we pretty much anybody who's on doesn't matter whether it's the principal or the cover, every person listen, let me tell you, anybody who has not come to see our show yet, right? If you come to see our show and you know, you see that the insert that one of our amazing covers wonder studies swing nations are on, <laughs> not be that audience member that's like, oh man, I really want listen let me tell you right now every cover and we have in our show is a beautiful principle in their own right and attacks each role with their own identity and voice and it is 100 percent as fierce as the person who's the principal actor uh playing it like trust <laughs> it's amazing it, no it really is mm-hmm. i mean just with what you were saying about um the the way that you know it's you do your own thing but you also pay you know homage to the original like I think it really strikes this perfect balance and of it's so funny it's kind of like you know it's taking the source material lightly but it's also respecting it and Mm -hmm. it's like it's highlighting what's so funny, you know, about that material and like about the drama of, you know, that song My Heart Will Go On. Mm-hmm. Comedy very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you also respect that, like, you know, this is something that's so meaningful to people and mm-hmm. like, this perfect balance. Yes. I think that's why it's so, mm-hmm. it's both so funny and fun, but also really strikes a chord. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so glad you guys were able to connect with that because that's one of the things we're always really trying to ride that very tricky balance between, mm-hmm. you know, yes, it's, it's, I'm surrounded by amazing comedians. Every, every person in our show is a comedian. And, um, as much as it's easy for that, for all of us to like, want to play the joke and see how far we can go and stuff like that. There are times where moments in the show don't need it and really the moment is to play it as honestly as you can and sometimes those honest moments have the audience cackling the hardest (laughs) there have been times where i thought that oh no i had to play i have to play the specific moment like i have to find the joke in it um and when i didn't and you know took the direction to be like no just just play it play it honestly 10 times out of 10 it like it it strikes so much uh stronger and funnier mm-hmm. or on the other end just helps people connect with the humanity because at the same time yes we are playing fictional characters but you know we're playing human beings that any person doesn't matter what walk of life they're coming from what life circumstance they're coming from they can find someone in our show to connect with mm-hmm. sure. definitely and they expect to or not um and that's something that i love 
looking into our audience and actually I can see, it doesn't matter where on the stage I am, I can see, we can see you guys. We can see, <laughs> um, and to see just like how many, how many different types of people come to see our show and they may not connect outside of those doors, may not connect with each other on anything else, have no other common interests or anything. But when you guys are in the Daryl Roth with us for those hundred minutes, you guys are, we're all on the same plane. We're all, we're all truly like in this story together and finding a lot of the same things hysterical and also finding the same things moving yeah. and connecting with the music yeah. in a way that you didn't think possible. That was so beautifully was said. Really <laughs> I think it's really one of the most beautiful things about theater in general. Mm -hmm. Really is, you know, a, a successful show to me creates that experience for the audience. And Titanic certainly uh. does that in like such a fun way. And there's a reason why that material, like so many people connect to it. You know, it's this huge epic mm -hmm. story, but for some reason, people really connect with the emotion behind it and, and have these really emotional you know, memories and, mm -hmm. and, you know, feelings associated with it. And, and although they're like fictional characters, like when I think about my childhood and watching it, like Jack and Rose, like all those characters, they felt so real. Like, I, I feel like I knew them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd and watch Titanic every, like a day after I had soccer practice when I was eight, I would watch it after every soccer practice. Yes. And I'm like, I know them. <laughs> yeah and and i think that's the other really cool thing about the way we're telling our story that even for those of us who have who felt that connection and ownership of these characters because they just we love them so mm -hmm. much um you know there are times where we as fans and fiends of things we we feel like no it can only be what i know it to be mm -hmm. of course our show completely takes that and, <laughs> and turns it upside down and flips it around yeah and you realize you're like, oh, you know what? This is not at all what I thought it was going to be. Right. What I remembered it to be. And I am very okay with this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm very okay with what this version is. Exactly. Like, why can't the iceberg be what it is in this? <laughs> yes. Why not? Like, what? I, I mean, listen, as an artist and as a, as a Latina artist, like, never in my right mind did I ever think I'd be playing. Molly Brown's as Kathy Bates as Molly Brown. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the lead retelling of Titanic. Never, never did I ever think I'd be right. at this point in my career getting to uh, play this. And our show literally says, why not? Literally, why not? <laughs> why not? No, really. And, yeah. and it's it's really incredible. It is. And it everybody should go see it. It's it, it, there's a lottery now so i know we're gonna be entering that like crazy there's we lots, love there's a lottery lots, there's <laughs> lots of ways to come see our show mm -hmm. uh, whether you're conventionally uh buying tickets way in advance because i'm happy and sorry to say folks it's actually really hard and tough but so many of my my colleagues and friends are like i need to get a ticket i'm like well you need to to get yeah, on it get on it you're lucky enough to say that our show is, is selling out and well that's amazing we have, digital, we have a digital lottery we have yeah. rush mm -hmm. So jump on it, kids, if you want it, do it. Yeah, there's no excuse yeah. to not see Titanic. Yeah, I don't know if you have any final, any final words, words that you would like to share about the show, anything or 
I mean, she is, she's truly a, a labor of love. And I think we have an amazing privilege that we get to bring the joy that you guys got to experience. We don't take that, we don't take that job lightly. We don't take our jobs lightly in that way that, you know, it is our job each night to make you at the bare minimum, bare minimum smile. And at, at in in the best case scenario, truly having you guys hit each other in laughter and <laughs> giggle hysterically. And, you know, if we've done if that happens, our jobs are done and I can go to bed tired and very, very happy. Um, and we're we're so grateful that you guys let us take you on that journey. Um, and, and we're grateful to all the uh, I think we're, the, the term is fanatics. <laughs> Oh my God. We are fanatics. I am not responsible for that term. I just want to say that right now. I <laughs> use it. I don't know if it's trending now, but yeah. I love that. Um, we are definitely going to be using that because we are fanatics for sure. <laughs> that's incredible. That's, of course, that's, like, that's what it's a fan. Makes, exactly. Truly, truly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. This was yeah. Incredible. Thank you. It was so nice getting to speak with you, Desiree. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I love getting so to fun. talk to people about things that we are, you know, fiending for. And yeah. And yeah. So thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks for coming on. Yes. It was my we, pleasure. We love the show. You are amazing. You're so it. good. Thank you. We'll we will definitely be back. Please we'll do. come say hi. I, I will. I, <laughs> when you guys are there, we absolutely will. Always will. Okay. For sure. <laughs>